Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation this evening, the words of our epistle reading, Romans 8, 31 through 39. If God is for us, who can be against us? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? Who is it to condemn? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So far our text, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. New Year's Eve, kind of a unique celebration, not only in America, but throughout the world. New Year's Eve, should old acquaintance be for God and never brought to mind. New Year's Eve. We think about the things in the past, especially those things that we didn't like or we're not very proud of, and we put them behind us, and we all resolve to do better in the future. We make our New Year's resolutions, and for a few hours or a few days, or if you're lucky, maybe even a few weeks, you can make some changes, some meaningful changes in your life but we all know they don't last sometimes they produce an even worse result than before we started new year's eve is one of those days that if we think about it from a theological perspective new year's eve is one of the most law-filled, guilt-ridden days in the entire year. I want you to think about that. New Year's Eve, we meditate on the past, we look forward to the future, and what are we trained to do on New Year's Eve? We are trained to think about all of the things that we have failed at. We are trained to think about all of the things that we have fallen short of accomplishing. We are trained on New Year's Eve to say, at least to ourselves, if not publicly, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not nice enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not healthy enough. I'm not what I could be. I'm not what I should be. I'm not what I want to be. And if I just dig down deep inside of my soul and try really, really, really hard, then maybe I can do better in the coming year. Well, let me just ask you a simple question. How has that worked for you to this point? My friends, New Year's Eve is a great day for us to reflect on the past 
New Year's Eve is a great day for us to look forward to in the future. But there is one key phrase that God lays before you tonight and He lays before you each and every day of your baptized Christian life. And that phrase is, in Christ. In Christ. I want you to think about those two little words. In Christ. As we say goodbye to one year. And say hello to a new year. The Word of God that is before us tonight is really the conclusion of what some people would call the greatest, most comforting chapter in the entire Bible. Romans 8. If Romans 8 is not your friend, I commend it to you. Unless you've never had any problems, you've never had any doubts, you've never had any problem, uh, worries, you've never had any shortcomings... In fact, if you don't sin, you don't need Romans 8. But for all of us who are bold enough to stand before the altar of God, as we did just a few moments ago, and say, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, or as we did a week ago on Sunday morning, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If you can make that confession, if you can be that honest, then these words are yours and these words are words of great comfort. When we think about things in the past, the things that often come to mind are not those successes, are not those wonderful things those, those great memories that we would like to cherish. When we think about the past, what often comes up are those things that haunt us. Our guilt, our shame, our sin, our shortcoming. We think to the future and we think of all the bad things that could happen. And so this New Year's Eve precipice is a terrible, frightening, lonely time. God has a word for us tonight. He says, if God is for us, who can be against us? It's a rhetorical question. If God is for us, who can be against us? Let's make it more personal. If God is for you, who can be against you? Well, if I think to the past, boy, there's a lot of things that are against me. A lot of things that have been against me in the past, and a lot of things that will probably be against me in the future. God says, wait, stop, time out. All of these things that haunt and produce guilt and shame. 
All of these things that bring worry and fear for the future. All of these things have been defeated in Christ Jesus. So, if God is for you, who can be against you? The next logical question must be, is God really for me? How can I be sure that God is really for me? Christ Jesus is the one who died, Paul goes on to write. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. The proof of God's love for you. The proof that God will never leave you nor forsake you is in the bloody death and glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ. For the whole world, of course. For you. That's right. For you. If this God who has proven His love for you in Jesus Christ is really on your side is really for you it doesn't matter who is against you that's God's word for you tonight all of those things that have attacked and plagued you in the past all of those things that have attacked and plagued you currently all those things that potentially will attack and plague you in the future they are all defeated in Christ Jesus we come into God's house at the end of the year and we may think that God is some giant scorekeeper in the sky and as we think over our our past year or our past years we may think that we've got more bad on the scale than we have good. Well, we probably do. My friends, this marvelous chapter of Scripture, Romans chapter 8, starts out, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Those who are baptized into the death and resurrection of Jesus. Those who listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd. My son, my daughter, your sins are forgiven. Those who not only hear His Word, but believe it. You, brothers and sisters in Christ. You, baptized children of God. You, who hunger and thirst for God's righteousness. You, who eat and drink Christ's body and blood. There is therefore now no condemnation for you as you are in Christ Jesus. Sweeter words more freeing words have never been written, have never been spoken. If God is for us, who can be against us? 
He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? People are attacking you, or accusing you, or condemning you. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? That's you. Who can bring any charge against you? Because God has already declared you forgiven. Righteous, innocent, and free. All of the accusations of the world. All of the accusations of Satan. All of the accusations of that old Adam or Eve that live inside of you. They are all defeated in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Who is to condemn if God... The Holy One who created heaven and earth, who called you into existence. If God is the one who declares you right and holy and innocent, if God will not condemn you, then who else is there to condemn? Don't listen to the voices. Whether those voices are in your head or your heart condemning you, or the voices of others that try to condemn you. Christ Jesus has already declared you righteous. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? That's really what we're talking about, aren't we? We are in Christ Jesus, and yet we live in a world of separation. People are separated from each other because of their sin. People are separated from the ones they love because of death. People are at odds with one another and separated from each other because we just can't get along. We are so wrapped up and we have been so catechized by the world by this this sinful theology of separation that we think God will abandon us. And that we too will become separated from Him. Who? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? He gives us a great laundry list. Shall tribulation or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. We can add to that list, can't we? Who shall separate us from the love of God? These don't sound like whose, do they? They sound like what's. But behind every one of these things is Satan and all of his minions. Who shall separate you from the love of Christ Jesus? Poverty? Loneliness? Unemployment? Cancer? Heartache? Depression? After all, remember, this is New Year's Eve. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not rich enough. 
I'm not. My friends, God's word for you today is the word. The very first word of verse 37. No. Stop it. No. There is absolutely nothing that can separate you from God's love that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am sure, I am certain, I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us, will be able to separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. My friends, I don't know what things from the past you bring into God's house tonight. I don't know what worries or fears for the future you bring into God's house tonight. But I can tell you this. You, as you are in Christ Jesus, you are more than conquerors through all of these things. Christ Jesus has overcome sin, death, and the grave for you. Christ Jesus promises, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Christ Jesus promises, I am with you always. Just like I have been in the past. Just like I am now. And just like I promise to be each and every day of your future. My friends, New Year's Eve for the Christian is truly a day to celebrate. Why? Because Jesus Christ, His love, His forgiveness is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Rejoice and celebrate in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our things past, our things future, in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.